there. Uh, I'm joined in the studio, as you heard, uh, from good uh, friend of the show um, and uh, an advocate for Limerick, Nigel Dugdale, uh, businesswoman Anne O'Donnell of O'Donnell's Boutique and Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan of Fine Gael from Limerick City and County Council. And you're all welcome. So, simple question. Vincent had a lot of things to say. What did we make of what he was saying, the plan, the revitalisation manager for Limerick City Centre, Anne? Well, you know what? We are absolutely over the moon that there's going to be a revitalisation manager for Limerick City Centre. Now, we are hoping, his name hasn't been announced yet. Or her name. Or her her name, of course. Have to be PC in today's world. Um, The name hasn't been announced yet. We are hoping that they have a lot of retail experience because Limerick has to be managed like a giant shopping centre. They have to be able to incentivise retail to come in. They have to, uh, with all the other aspects, they have to take the living accommodation as well to try and get more living people, in, more people living in Limerick. And um, they, so they have to have very good retail contacts. So until we hear his name... Or her uh, name. Or her name. See, I'm showing my age now because years ago you could use his for both sexes. I understand. But I'm afraid, I understand, I'm afraid yeah. nowadays you can't. But anyway, yeah. his or her name, so, or the person. So we'd, then we'll really be excited. So we're just hoping against hope that maybe it will be an outside post and that they will have an awful lot of retail experience because we just do need the city to be ignited. Okay, we need to remember too, and I was saying this to Vincent, that we have seen some closures even very recently. This is a today issue for Limerick City Centre. We're not talking even about tomorrow. And uh, we did chat to uh, some customers uh, of uh, Limerick Sports Store, which uh, has announced that it is due to close on William Street in the coming months. In that case, I think it relates to um, uh, the retirement of the owner and the manager. Um, But at the same time, uh, this is what customers had to say. Um, I suppose it's sad because it's been here so long, but they have to retire as well and enjoy their, their lives. And would you be regular here? Um, yeah, down through the years, yeah. But it come in a good bit. What made the shop stand out to you? Staff. Staff. <laughs> well, they'd get you anything. If you needed a jersey, they'd order for you. And, you know, they'd always facilitate what you needed, really. It's a loss. I mean, there was always great value here. Uh, the staff were fairly friendly. Uh, William Street, in my opinion, won't be the same without it. But I guess, you know, all good things must come to an end and uh, uh, time goes on, I guess. And what are you regular here? Uh, n- not regular, but um, I would be in here maybe once or twice a year, picking up some items, usually in sales. You know, and uh, I found they always g- gave a great service and uh, they were always reasonably enough priced. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it, there from customers at Limerick Sports Store, um, customer service, price, and that social connection as well, you know, that bit of loyalty, I suppose, that builds up uh, to um, Nigel, we are hearing about the bigger projects for sure, Project Opera being the most recent example, but Vincent Murray acknowledged there that there's a gap between those coming to fruition and the issues right now that exist. Yeah, look, you you have to hold your hands up and say that the council are moving forward. There are great things happening. The brand that was released recently was a great brand. It's putting us on the map, and I know that Laura and her team down there have done a lot more outside of that. There's there's ads popping up on my computer non-stop in terms of Limerick. That's box ticked. I, last night, but funnily enough, when I got a call to come on here yesterday, I was with a retailer, a prominent retailer in the city centre, 
and he described the current situation. Whatever about coronavirus, he described retail in the city centre as an epidemic. He told me that a number of retailers have been coming together, having meetings in the evening time, talking about what the situation is. We're, we're seeing closures. Yes, we're hearing about retirements and stuff. I'm hearing about businesses that were trying to sell decent businesses on for the last 18 months and they couldn't be bought, right? I then went home last night and I looked, and I don't know if you remember that local heroes thing that I got involved in 10 years ago, a naive experience, you know, something that was, but at the time it was needed. That was 10 years ago. There's a video on YouTube where all the 600 people gathered in the Strand Hotel and I watched it. It's exactly the same stuff that we're talking about today. Then I got involved with Limerick Chamber and Limerick City Business Association and I got to know all the retailers in town and I bid privately with them six years ago to bid for a Retail Excellence Ireland pilot city project where Retail Excellence Ireland were going to come and help us start to look at the city centre in terms of how we drive footfall, how we get more retail, retailers in. We won it and we were supposed to be liaising with the council at the time. And I'll be honest, my feeling over the last seven years in terms of doing all of that stuff was that the council were never really interested because they felt that we were coming telling them what they should be doing. Right, The bigger project stuff they loved to be doing, but they weren't actually interested in working with us and delivering the footfall that's needed within the city centre. So I stopped. I, I'll be honest with you, I lost the will to live. Right, I've gone through a bad two years in the last two years, but I'm back up and I'm out. But the fact of the matter is, I then meet retailers yesterday and I get a call from you to come on. And I'm seeing nothing different. I listen to Vincent, and in fairness to Vincent, I know they're going to be trying here. But they're appointing somebody... I don't know who it is. They're telling me they have retail experience. I've, I, I'd be amazed to see who that person is. The fundamental problem that Limerick has at the moment is we have about 850 people living in the core city centre post 5pm. That's, your, that's, your, that's the size of a town like Cross Malina, Joe, right? Everybody else lives out of town. Unless we triple or quadruple the number of people living in the city centre, we will not have a vibrant city centre by day or by night. And... Outside of town, you're seeing it vibrant. So I'm just really, really concerned that this now is... What they've done is they've managed to get all these planning applications in. You're probably not going to see a ribbon cut in any of them for at least six years. Arthur's Key hasn't even started putting a planning application in from what I can understand. So, you know, anything... When people talk about Marks and Spencer's being the deus ex machina that's going to come and save Limerick, if it does come, well, I'll certainly be hitting 50, right? And I'm getting a bit tired of it. Because I'm getting a bit tired of people saying, and when I listen to Vincent, and fair juice to him, you know, I know they're in there and I don't want to knock anyone in the council who actually are trying to do something. But what Vincent is talking about is sort of like entertainment on Saturdays and a bit of things for the kids to come and see. And it sounds wishy-washy to me. And there is no magic wand. OK, I want to give Olivia Sullivan a, a chance to contribute as well. I do need to take a short break because uh, we all need to make a few quid, don't we? <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, we're talking uh, to uh, Anne O'Donnell of O'Donnell's Boutique, uh, Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan uh, from Limerick City and County Council, and Nigel Dugdale this morning about what Vincent Murray was saying there. So what's your take on this, Olivia? Um, well, you just heard the previous two speakers, and I suppose exhibiting the fight in the retailers that are there, I mean... You have to applaud all the business that is still standing and fighting every day for every bit of business they can get. And O'Donnell's Boutique is a great example of that. And you can hear it in Anne. She's ready to keep the fight going and she's absolutely ready to get stuck in. But also, listening to Nigel, that is the frustration. That Nigel is so passionate about Limerick. We all know that. And you can hear it in his voice. And I'm sure the listeners can as well. That 
passion uh, and that frustration. And, and I suppose it's, it's, it's probably, a, there's a cynicism probably, but it's only born over the frustrations for years and years of looking for something to happen. So I completely understand why Nigel would be, you know, getting genuinely upset about something like this and just the demand for action now. And I completely, we all sympathise with the same um, but we have to look at the likes of Anne then as well and go, well, there are retailers out there now that are ready to take on this fight. The council, I mean, we can, we, uh, I guess I just want to be solutions focused and, and going forward. And that's the, the, the role of the council and, and Vincent and his team now in economic development. They have to, they're taking this on. I mean, it's so badly needed. It's so overdue, as Nigel has highlighted. But um, we've got to drive on with this because we're at such a critical time. It's desperately sad to see independent family-owned businesses closing. Even with retirement, there was a time when there would have been succession for those businesses. But there aren't. There aren't family members taking over those businesses now. The appeal isn't there. Those businesses are closing. We're losing that identity, which is desperately sad. But we have to try and capture what's there now and try and pull in new business. There have been brave upstarts. We have seen the likes of whether it's Duo and Spice Vintage and Vida Vision, all these kind of stores who have taken very brave steps and, try and, and, and Lucky Lane and just these kind of individual stores. But we need that retail arm, that retail and hospitality arm that will drive on. And I suppose retail is the biggest challenge of all. But um, this role can't come soon enough and it's so important. This is a huge role for somebody. Yeah, and uh, and you were just making the point there that uh, the skill set and the experience of the person in this revitalisation manager's role is important. I think the skill set of this person is very important. So I suppose while I'm really excited at the moment and like it's what I've been looking for for definitely the last 10 years, I would love if his name was announced and I'd love to, in other words, check his credentials if you like, because it is really very important that he knows how to manage a giant shopping centre and that he knows about retail and knows about retail is fast changing and solutions have to be delivered quickly. They can't be delivered in 2030. They must be delivered like last month for next month, if you like. So he just needs to, like in other words, it's sooner than later, always, very quick. Um, and also I think that he also has to have very good retail contacts. You know, obviously, if he has the experience, he will have very good retail contacts. But we really can't wait to know his name and who is he. Part of the difficulty here, though, and you know this, Nigel, is retailers um, disagree as well. That's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, they, the strategy is hard to discern it, from it's, time it's to time because they compete yeah. as well as cooperate. And I've I've talked, I mean, I, I know nearly every retailer in town, right, from well, from my days of wandering up and down the streets trying to get to know them and trying to figure out what in the name of God we're going to do with Limerick, right? But some are talking about car parking and some are talking about... There's a couple of things that we need to fix. We need to fix public transport, right? Now, these are long-term things that need to be done. I, I really, really don't know the short-term solutions in terms of getting footfall in. I know for a fact that if a retailer is going to open in Limerick, they're going to come down and they're going to look at footfall. If footfall isn't there, I'll be very surprised if any retailer is going to take a punt on Limerick. Now, we also need to remember a couple of things. Opera site will probably go into on-site later this year, right? And then O'Connell Street will be going on-site later this year also. If you remember the William Street debacle that actually resulted in nothing but buses and cars up William Street... There was huge problems on that street in terms of getting people up there because there was builders and diggers and everything. We're now going to have a couple of major projects happening, which is also going to be a disincentive for people coming into town. And I hope that this new retail strategist isn't a knee-jerk reaction from the council to try and mitigate the problems that are going to be coming down the line in terms of that. But 
we really, really have got to start to see improvements in terms of living, number of people living within the city centre. And again, that's long term. We need to look at public transport. We need to look at how we can get students back in. We need to look at our evening economy. There's been talk of nighttime mayors and all of that. It has worked in other cities. Okay. And I remember, just leave it on this one, the first blog I ever wrote when I started to get interested in Limerick was when I came back from Galway one Sunday morning. I got a bus at 9 o'clock in Galway, having had breakfast at 8 o'clock and coffee, reading a newspaper on a summer's day. And I came back to Limerick out of Colbert Station. And Limerick on a Sunday, that day, 10, 8, 9 years ago, was like a ghost town. And last Sunday I was in again at 11 o'clock looking for a cup of coffee. I managed to get one down in Little Catherine Street. There was nobody in town. If a tourist was in this city on a Sunday, they would think the place was deserted. And that's because of the livability oh, okay. issue. I, I want to let the other two in on this because I think that that's an important point that you're making. Interestingly enough, a lot of what you've said there, I'm sure the council would say, well, actually, that is being addressed by Project Opera and the longer term plans. But as you say, no what, but what's the answer in in the immediate term, to make sure it's there when the big plans come to fruition. So we'll take a short break um, and come back. Now, I know Donald of O'Donnell's boutique councillor, Olivia Sullivan, and Nigel Dugdale are with me, and we're responding to what uh, Vincent Murray, uh, the Director of Economic Development with Limerick City and County Council, has had to say about this short-term um, approach uh, to Limerick City Centre and the imminent appointment of a revitalisation manager for the city centre. So how do we get to the point that Nigel mentions there that we all have seen, for example, at Riverfest weekend, the city centre alive with people and, and how that feels, Olivia, and how positive it well, is. Well, I guess how Anne has touched on the fact that this new uh, liaison manager, business liaison manager, is going to have to need to have a retail arm. We'll have to look at the city centre, treat it like a shopping centre from a retail perspective, be able to lead people in, guide people in. And we've seen it with um, Liverpool One as one example. They took the, the city the heart of the city centre, treated it like a shopping centre, gave that same, same treatment. The other side of that then, as Nigel has alluded to, is the evening economy um, outside of, of uh, retail business. What else is this person going to be doing or what else, what other role can they find? We have to look at what we have and, and Nigel, you've often spoken about animating spaces and all those things and I know they've been done over the years but we need to do them better I would suggest. We need to look at what we have, whether it's Arthur's Key Park, the milk market um, like the animation of space for example, Cruiser Street on a Saturday is a probably a poor example of, of, of animating a space. It could be done to a way higher standard. It could be a far more appealing prospect for people. Um, what's uh, the urban garden? I think that's being looked at again now anyway. I know these things are going to be addressed when it comes to Project Opera and the O'Connor Street revitalisation in a couple of years. But for this summer and attracting tourists, and if Corona means people are going to travel less, then we have to look at that as an opportunity. So I look at it as an opportunity. I know we've had a tourism coming in, which is a big role, but Limerick has to look at that going right. If people are staying on this island and not travelling overseas this summer. How can we get more of them to Limerick? What can we do? How do we incentivise them? So um, between the, the business liaison and that work that's done at the retail arm, between animating space, putting on events, holding... Look, we just spoke off air there about the Docklands of this summer. and I mean, this is what we need to focus on. What can we do in the here and now? The long term has to happen. The transport issues, which is being addressed under the new um, 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 Metropol or Shannon, Metropolitan Shannon Transport uh, Strategy. Yeah, it's a big yes, mouthful, yes, isn't yes, it? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's always abbreviated in the meetings, but um, um, it's being addressed under that. But we do need to look at the here and now and start doing something fast. Yeah, you see, the thing is, it also feels safer when you have more people in the city centre, more milling around day and particularly night time 
and doesn't it? 100% it does. I suppose, like initially, if you take the business liaison officer, I think initially what he is to look at, I think he is to look at how Dunn stores have so changed in one year the whole environment of the Ennis Road. If he just looks at that, thinks about it for a second and then invites Dunn stores to reopen their two units or their one, I think it can be two units or just one unit opposite Brown Thomas and O'Connell Street. It's idle now for 20 years. Now Dunn stores have done an amazing job on the Ennis Road and if they would come back into Limerick, in, and use those two stores. But won't they, they see that as competing with the fantastic job they've done? <coughs> no, the they won't see that. They'll just see really? it as a small... Cities need I've been small, out there. I've, been, no, no, I've seen the investment they put in there. small local offerings. Just they need unique... extraordinary, but they're not going to compete with that with another of one. Of course and, they will, because it's not competing. It's just it's making the brand, it's making people more aware of their new luxury brand. And also, they could open just a health, this health food section there. They could open, we'll say, just their They do have fantastic there. concessions, like so they, they have no and they have Sheridan's cheesemongers. They have a lot of designers. So we don't have that in the city because that animation, uh, or sorry, that the work that they've done for an experiential shopping experience, which is what the Jetland Shopping Centre has done, a, a great job. And, and John Kennedy, the manager out there, but and as right, it would be proven. fantastic if they could bring it's some of that, that to their city centre building because they're doing it in Galway. And they've been doing it in Galway for the last couple of years. They've three small stores in the city centre in Galway. One is Paul Costello, one is Savido, Savida, and one is Dunn's Home. Now, if they brought that back into Limerick, they would kind of ignite quickly. Something because different to what the, they have already. They, they have the wherewithal, they have the, the expertise, they have the money, so they would ignite Limerick fast. Yeah, we have the grocery area. Okay. The other thing is... Okay, well, no, I, I, unfortunately, I have to actually, I have to get to the news bulletin, but let's finish on that positive note, okay. actually, because I think Perfect. it is a positive note okay. in which to stand, and we'll see who gets that job the yeah. revitalisation manager's job, and we'll see, and whether it's up to spec. I'm dying to have coffee with him. Uh, or her. <laughs> or her. Or her. <laughs> yes, you'll be shot, Anne, for that. I'm letting you off with it. <laughs> Because I suppose... <laughs> I, can't, I can't excuse myself. I hope it's, I hope it's a woman. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do I. Thank you to Anne O'Donnell. Thank you to Councillor Nicholas Sullivan. Thank